0: What happens when you are your own sanctuary, your head and your body, and that's why you're also humanity's sanctuary, meaning the pure consciousness people, it's all of those who know what it means to nurture a life beyond your opinions, and you don't have prejudice because Purusha, Prakriti, you don't have that, you have opinions. Like any other person will. But you don't actually cast stones because you know evil does not exist in your heart, your brain, all of it. And this is with the science people. Although I'm a pseudoscience lady, but I'm talking about neuroscience. People who explain why we are able to channel guidance, the mystics. And that's because of us becoming a conduit or the brain being a conduit. But really because there's also collective consciousness. And that's my limited knowledge right now. Okay, so quantum physics, uh, neuroscience, they're all talking about how the optimized brain of a human being uh, becomes this type of conduit, and we're going to leave it alone uh, because I need to gain more of the way to organize the information and share it. I don't have it yet. need to read Patrick McNamara's book. need to get a hold of this other guy who's a neuroscience person who talks about how we are in selflessness, timelessness, uh, effortlessness, and richness. And also, I already know through Daniel Siegel, though, it's integration of the brain. So when your brain is integrated, all hands are on deck. Uh, your default mode network is downregulated. That's why we're always in our social engagement system, because our ventral vagal nervous system is online. And we become like a conduit, but we're also always engaged. So when we are engaging with people, for example, we don't have the ego. That's why there's selflessness. But it doesn't mean that an ego is not there. So like me, Maria, I'm always there. But I have been in situations where I'm basically in my ventral vagal state. In fact, I have a very fun story for that one that we all know about. We'll use that story. This lovely human being who... As we finished interacting, in a uh, exchange dialogue, we were having good laughs. They they yelled at me. They started to yell at me, and it was because of something I said and how I said it, and 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 what it really was is they got, if you will, unconsciously speaking, that was rejection and their unresolved trauma. So their own, very important, by the way, uh, aspects from many of their own stories that I don't know. They haven't told me their whole story. I only know some of it, and it's only word of mouth, so I don't know how they are feeling about their life story. If they will share with me one day, I'll know it. If not, they I won't. So long story short, though, their reaction was something that obviously took me off guard. I, I chit-chatted about it in our episodes, and then I also chit-chatted about it with friends, and, and it was... Humorous but important, uh, not humorous in a way of let me tease a person. No, No, this is a friend, this is a loved one, this is a very beautiful person. And all people, this is why again we are a sanctuary for all people that love, not the ones who believe that evil exists. And so somebody else would consider, in fact there are people who consider people like my friend and other people who have unresolved trauma as evil, they don't know the basics of good psychoeducation. And even if they speak mouths of, I want to help people, the minute that you turn to a person who has a reaction and you say, they're evil, rude, and that's the part of prejudice. So those of us who are ups inside and in pure consciousness, we know not to do this finger pointing. I got taught that it was rude as a kid. I learned why as a kid and now as an adult, I'm saying, anybody who doesn't love people, go away. It's not a podcast for you and basic psychoeducation 101, you can get it all on your own, but your ears need to hear what they're teaching you, I see plenty of people, they're falling for cults, for a lot of other shit, it's hilarious, no, this isn't hilarious, it's sad, it's a sad, sad story, to look at a person in the eye, who's older than you, and more than just one, who's been taking the same amount of courses that you have, who's, yes, intuitive, but a bunch of them who fall for cult shit. And I mean, it's not even a cult yet because they still follow the laws and the rules, but it's very clear to the smart people, what are you doing? And as you look with uh, like a face of shit, how am I going to speak to you now that you're surrounded by them? Because literally that's what happens. People get surrounded by these people. So the minute you're aware as a smart person, okay... They're in the same room. I can't really speak what I'm thinking right now because otherwise they're going to totally, once this person gets offline, say some shit like, oh, that's an evil person because they're all intuitive, right? So they're going to be like, oh, I know. long This is a real deal, by the way. And there is only one time that I can remember that I actually wanted and wished that I could get that person alone. But even as I thought of it, the minute that we started to speak, in certain ways, was the minute they, as adaptive children, will do when they're basically idealizing a group of people or others as those perfect parents. This is the part of unconscious in Maya land. So this is an adult human being, older than I am, supposed to be savvier because, you know, again, they took just as many courses, a lot more, and they got more money too than I do, that's for sure too. So all these other lists of things that would make somebody on the outside think that they know well, no, they don't know better, they don't know shit fact the part about them being in classes is why I was like what are you doing with this information and I'm thinking oh my gosh what is happening here and the way that they excused their choice this is why the minute you meet an adaptive child you will know and the minute you know what ego is is the minute you know you shut your mouth because it doesn't matter what you say to somebody who's blind and deaf that adaptive child is going to do one of two things the minute you want to voice something Towards the idealized parent or parent or group that they've now uplifted to this godlike type thing. And you're like, that's not God and God don't exist that way. How am I going to speak smarts to this person? And uh, Minute is like, you know, you're not gonna because they're already telling you how, well, you know, really, you have the people in your life that love you. So I, I found people that love me what are you going to do? You, you, you can't do anything because even if you do, what's going to happen when a friend, loved one says to somebody that says, you have all that you want in life and I don't. Let's think about that one. You know, it's very humorous to me to spell this out this way because I was a kid and I knew what's going on and I was like, what are you talking about? But I learned how to become a grown-up and just think of, huh, the Zen tradition story or in the bird story from Sadhguru, the bird who teaches wisdom to the man who lets him go, his last advice was, don't waste your mouth on people who can't hear. And that's actually something we learn about. And that's why we're like, okay, uh, but also the somatic sensory motor and trauma experts make it clear what's going to happen when people are not ready to move out of their adaptive child. It's called transference. And so the reality is the minute any person, which, again, they consider us smart. No, they consider us stupid, the people who don't understand why we do compassion. Um, And it's because they don't know yet compassion, by the way. So when we do compassion in a certain way, and it's not because we don't want to speak. We want to speak, but we know that in front of us is a number of series of confirmation biases that a person is going to begin to present. That's the least of the amount of things. Then it's going to be you don't love me. You are an evil human being who says you love me, but I know you don't because you just went against my bestesties of friends or whatever it is. You just did this shitty, shitty thing that I decided is shitty, shitty, shitty. And now you're the evil person in my story because you did something very hurtful, very mean. Very... There's so many ways Maya Land stays present. Oh my gosh. So again, I let eight minutes in. Out of that, out of that energy, and those people, and, and anyways, whenever you see anything like that, if you're smart enough, you will know, like I did, okay, (laughs) shit, okay, uh, well, have fun with your group of intuitives, and maybe we can chit-chat when you're not in their home anymore, yeah, what do you think, yeah, maybe we can chit-chat after you do the billion, how many men, how much money are they telling you to spend on the seminar, are you sure that's the amount you want to spend on the seminar? I, I think you could use your time. More courses, maybe. There's, there's, they're having another course. Over there, the trauma experts. No, you're good? Okay, well, let's try and talk again. Bye. Uh, and there you go. And that's where you leave it and hope that the law always catches the people that are going to be snake oil people. You can't say anything. Even if you try, again, uh, this is the part the transference. There's no reason to be treated like shit by people who don't know that they're getting conned and who don't want to admit it because apparently you got friends that don't make fun of you because you're a mystic. (laughs) And the little do they know that we do have friends that make fun of us because we're mystic. We just don't care because it's okay. We make fun of us too. I got a bunch of them. You know what I love most is when I hear that they want to tease me up a little bit because they just want to have two laughs. Oh, that one, that one, that one's recent, and that one's really funny. I was like, wow, because, you know, one of my lovely friends, they're a pretty smart person, like very smart, like super smart, okay? And so when you know super smart people don't even catch themselves, (laughs) this is where it's like, wow, that's so humorous, because they think they're smart. Uh, I know that I won't ever be hiding my tone, which is why when somebody says, like my divine masculine friend, when he basically quote-unquote confronted me is like I know you have opinions back there and I'm like okay you know what you're right I don't think you want to hear them or something like that no I said I said to them I said are you sure you want to hear them <laughs> I don't think you want to hear them and that was my answer because of course they're right that I have opinions I just am used to people typically not being interested in my actual opinions because they want to tell me how I'm supposed to think and feel <laughs> and so I'm not about to do that so long story short, let's get to our lovely stories as we go in and out of different types of topics. When you do know your own magic, and there you go, your own self, you're curious always. So your ego is not there. And this is why we play uh, not dumb. We actually don't play dumb. We just like to have Krishna Leela always in the room. It's fun. It's fun to have Krishna Leela. So like with my friends, I need to call them up to go and meet up with them so they can make some funny little jokes about a lot of shit. Oh, and it's no wonder what they are in the future. Oh, this is so sad. I will not be sharing. See, this is where we learn what to share and what not to share. So, there are some things that I won't share with anyone. The only people who know who these people are, and hopefully, one day they'll make their way to find out who they are in person. I really hope so, actually. Fingers crossed, we'll find out. I'll let you know if they ever do meet them. Because that person definitely knows, I told them, if they still remember who these people are. <laughs> so it's funny. In the future life that I won't remember being Maria in. That's what a 5D mystic knows, is that we will know of our past lives and our future lives, and we won't be making a big deal out of it, but we will share it with the people we love. And the people we love will take us seriously. The actual true people that want to be a part of our life, obviously. Obviously. Because, obviously, they have to take you seriously, meaning, no, you're not a whack job. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to take you seriously. And the beauty of meeting people who are, in one way, shape, or form, intuitive, is that. Is that they do know about mysticism. But a 5D plane does not have the whole evil shit, okay? Because it doesn't exist. When you meet anything that is in the land of evil, it's shame and it's guilt, And it's in hell. And they need a good somatic sensory motor and trauma expert to help them get out of that. So we're going to leave that one out because we're not talking about those who need the somatic sensory motor therapist. We are talking about some lovely stories of what happens once you've moved out of that ego self so you don't blind yourself. So once you're out of Maya land, what happens when people move out of Maya land? Okay, so this means one that you will have <clears throat> if you were in Maya land, you had a shame defectiveness button. So this means that you might have went through what people talk about the whole dark night of soul, da da da, but I'm not gonna use that verbiage because I'm going to use the verbiage of you were able to meet people who showed you compassion. And so you, as a human, were able to meet people who showed you what it is to be unconditionally loved with your flaws and imperfections, so safe havens, and secure base people, the ones who are curious about what you desire to do in life, what you're excited to do in life, and what your values are. These are only grown-ups that I'm speaking to, because I actually uh, know of a lot of people who are not grown-ups. So they keep on telling you and... Uh, what is it? An example, giving you shit and crap about your 24 hours and telling you how you should allocate your time, and stuff like that, okay? Or how lucky you are because you have people that... So people who keep on living life in a way that they're part of a group, they, there's a tendency to not differentiate and link when they're having a conversation with you. Now, I'm talking about people who differentiate and link. That's integrated minds, brains. So it's people who are not only... In integration of the brain, they are also, though, uh, at ease and in a ventral vagal state in their body, so they're taking ownership of their personality. Okay, so that's because they know who they are, they know their ego self. We're going to put it, they can put it over here and say, Okay, here's me, the personality, and I'm going to be part, I'm going to be present, I'm going to tune, resonate, and I'm going to trust when I'm in my relationship. So, there's sight. And you're able, therefore, to be participant in your own body, sensations, images, all this stuff. So in the little story that I was telling you when I was being yelled at by my friend, I had a lot going on in a matter of three seconds uh, because it was the minute they began yelling at me that I had a flood. The word they, the word they used, they, they used the word, and that word basically brought forth, triggered, if you will, a bunch of emotions, almost like a like an ocean because of the word they said and then as they continued with their sentence. So their sentence, which I'm choosing not to spell out on purpose, their sentence brought a flood of images alongside it, this overwhelming bunch of emotions, which really had I been alone, I might have started just to cry all of a sudden, but not because of them. It's because of what their sentence brought up. So it brought up stuff that is mine, not theirs. In fact, that's why Mindsight... As I'm in engagement, I'm present, I'm a participant, I'm trying to tune to my friend, but my friend's now pissy, so the resonance is, oh shit, they're fucking pissed, something's up, and obviously there's a, in front of me, red, that was red, and then they move into yellow, because the yellow is where they're beginning now to engage... In a way that is obviously with their story and their ego is full blown in a, I'm protecting myself now, I've just been offended. So their defense mode, I'm staying in a green, but I'm needing to self-regulate in, a, in these five seconds. In fact, I begin to stutter words out of my mouth as I'm ma- managing what's in my body and my brain. <laughs> Because I know that this is not for the person. This is all my stuff that has nothing to do. Right now, I'm having a conversation. So I want to complete the conversation, which was a really nice one. Just we now have had what is called a misunderstanding. There's a misattunement. So there's a rupture happening. Once the person was triggered, there's a rupture The person who's the Zen master of themselves. This is where my 5DC and the Enlightenment Soul Age of Peeps are. Mystics or not, you're a somatic empath. And like I'm describing, you know exactly how to do this. This is where this was one of my... I use the word still proudest moments. So when you've been pure consciousness and pure energy your entire life, this is a proud moment. Because you only resonate with the vibration of pure love. Which is unconditional. So you're not set up people. You don't get angry. When you're poked by your loved ones, what comes out is love, not anger. So what people don't understand is that this is a real deal, and I'm trying to spell it out. So when people poke me, love comes out. But obviously, this doesn't mean it looks like love, meaning it doesn't always sound very nice. Um, But from the body of me doesn't come out the yellow or red. I'm not in fight, flight, or freeze. I only get into a hyper-aroused state when my panic attack stuff comes up. That's the only time or when I'm in a moment of that So that one's obviously of the body, not of people. Sometimes it might deal with people's nervous systems, but that's a different story, and I can recognize it. In fact, all I need to do is move away, organize myself. I come back in the room. If they've calmed down, then it's good to go, and I can stay and stick around. But what I was trying to present, so this equation, this interaction, I did eventually, when it was done, have moments of contemplation because of finding out also that uh, I was correct in my assumption. And here's where there's a lot of different aspects to the element of the story. So part of me was like, wow, you know, that was really mortifying me for no reason, except for the fact that I was right. Okay. And there's a possibility for those who are quantumists to know, basically, of course, part of me is right. And then, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong, the adaptive child wants to be right. So people who lead with their ego, they'd be like, ah, now I'm going to be all over that one, you little fucker. Okay, stuff like that. That's 4D land, 3D land, other land, not Zen Master land. No, Zen Master land is, of course I'm feeling mortified. You know, there's a lot of, again, components that you'll be able to address, and that would involve, one, also your loved ones being in an emotional state. So they are upset, they're sad. And their emotions are important to you, because this is where nobody chooses their unresolved trauma, nobody chooses to have fragments and fragmented memory and um, other things we're not going to talk about, but as the psychoeducators present, nobody chooses to have trauma. And so although, of course, the exaggerated reaction was something I spoke of, while others who are not in their pure consciousness meaning they're not aware that it's not a bad or good thing as a person who had an emotional trigger it's a reaction so long story short for the ones of us who know we speak of what happens because that's a way that we share life together and then there's also knowing though it's not a big deal and so in fact the loving connection is one that continues to grow and is, is beautiful and amazing and all that stuff The part of what they want to do with their emotional triggers is theirs, not mine, and this is where grown-ups are. So we don't go around telling people, oh, you need to work with this shit. No. I mean, if a person wants support, that's a different story. They can talk to you about stuff, and then you can do work together. That's what is beautiful about grown-ups and knowing how not to hide anything. And that's because there's no shame. So if somebody has a self-compassion this is where we're going to move into which is all people who finally have that ego sublimation or sublimation basically you're able to move beyond the areas of the adaptive child and you're able to understand that you are a person you're flawed you're imperfect like anybody else and that you can handle yourself in your ventral vagal state or if you can't that you can talk about the emotional triggers and what takes place? And here's where, with grown ups, you can actually move into a relationship because that's the mindful relationships. And mindfulness is part of the uh, toolkit of any person who's a Zen master, plus mindset, as I was describing it to you. When you're able to have your own emotions, sensations, images, anything that's coming up. In your own um, self, that's what mindset is. And that's why you don't bring it to the table. So, as the uh, interaction took place, there was, okay, we're misunderstanding each other, we're misaligned, let's move into an alignment. And that is what took place in the conclusion of the conversation and then moving forward. So, moving back to other storyland. That is just one example of how Zen masters know how to handle themselves versus the adoptive children, which would go around speaking of an individual and labeling that individual who actually is not a bad human being. It's just a person who has a emotional trigger that in fact deals with rejection, which can deal with other aspects that only they, if they want, can handle, meaning take care of. So... When a person does do the grown-up version of themselves, that's why they move into being their self versus uh, the emotional triggers. Because people who have these unresolved traumas, the adaptive child, they're not their self. Even though people that are adaptive children think they are. The actual self of every person has the opportunity to be their own fragment of Purusha Prakriti. So there we're all pure energy, pure consciousness. To vibe at that is what I'm talking about. And here is where it is a personal choice because it is self-transformation as a human being. The psychoeducators are great at helping you to understand your window of tolerance or how you have a window of welcome and stuff like that. Okay, so our story here is to talk about what it's like when you actually don't treat your ego, the self of you, with the adaptive child, but you use Krishna Lila, you have curiosity, so you're able to consistently be 5D and self-empowered and enlightened. And the channel guidance is for people who are moving into more of their grown-up self by the minute. Okay, so when we have this let's talk about relationships because I do know that most individuals are curious about relationships before we begin we are starting with people who know how to speak from the heart and that's always not just sometimes so we'll use let's say you have rage anger and or emotional triggers ups and downs okay things that you will have been trying to learn to undo, let's say you get really snooty, or you mm, drink a lot and then get snooty, something like that. So people will have to decide what they want to work on with themselves, and then they can use their mindful relationships to continue expanding. Okay, so let's say a person who is realizing... That they want to try and actually build a long term relationship. Okay? And I know that sounds silly, but I'm talking about people who actually are moving into the area of I know that things don't last forever and that love is a risk. Because for as much as people might think that people are risking, The relationships that we see, they're not all in those spectrums. And I'm here to channel guidance for the ones who actually have been able to address your inner world. So my channeling is for anybody who is Purusha Prakriti. You're in that area of knowing the difference between people who are your own safe haven, secure base. And that's only if they're adults. If they are adaptive children, they don't count because they don't know how to keep their own cup full. They don't know how to navigate with their own compassion for self and others. So they don't even know how to be their own safe havens, let alone be their own... Uh, so they're not Purusha and they're not going to be their pure energy. They're not going to buy at enlightenment. And that's a vibration that's always on a high. So the story begins where you don't use loved ones, to distract yourself. We use each other to support each other. So if we need to use that word, use. We surround ourselves with people that are secure connections, and that doesn't make them figures we attach to, because again, to be able to attach means that a person is reliable and that they always have words of kindness for you and compassion. So they tell you how it is. And that means they tell you how it is, but they're equanimous. So we have two adults here equanimity. Okay, with that being said, we don't do uh, clown faces and we don't do fear clown faces. And that's also something that requires time, by the way. So just because of one channeled guidance and story doesn't mean. That those relationships, because I know some of you are embarking on them, not going to be today. The only way you can actually see is in time, because people need to take actions, And actions speak louder than words, and then their vibe will speak always with their actions. So if they have adaptive children, they will make themselves known, because that inner child wound will be there. Now, if they've taken ownership and are taking ownership, then that means they're not going to be reactive with an adaptive child. They're going to have conversation. Okay, so the first of these stories is where, if you've realized all those aspects that you want to let go of because they don't serve you, you're going to talk about your triggers with the person. And so here's where... On a serious note, there are those who definitely know of their uh, lying, their anger or frustration, their distractive methods. Some use sex, some use drugs, some use alcohol and sex. So I'm going to use an actual story. This is uh, made up, but also with uh, components of things I've seen from other people. And this is just social life, okay? So if you watch a movie, you'll find what this is. But this does not get shared in a way of, oh, how beautiful, let's go judge these people. No, it's actually very sad. Okay, so we all have the ability to neuroplasticity, to have the dark sides of neuroplasticity, which is using your imagination in a way that allows the addiction to your pattern of shame. In this case, we got alcohol and sex, no drugs, okay? So in one year's time, a person will be given the opportunity to expand, to grow emotionally. That means to take whatever challenges life presents to you and for your right and left to have a conversation. If you have a person in your life, that means for you to share those aspects, uh, the raw deal of it, not, not hide it. So let's say that I'm a person who has the habit when I'm stressed, I go drink and then I want to have sex because that's a way that people relieve their stress. And they also think of that visceral part of feeling good, but really there's also that whole dopamine hit and whatnot. So they have a tendency to have sex and drink, have sex and drink, especially when things go in a day. So it's just a pattern that comes back and everyone has a Bit of a clock on that note, by the way. And here's where if you're a person who's aware of yourself, you don't become an addict of anything. People for the longest time when I smoked would say I was an addict. Basically that if I quit, that I would go through withdrawal. My body did not go through withdrawal. I quit from one day to the next and that was that. I do miss my tobacco, but I don't go back to it because why would I? I'm a smoker. I like my tobacco and I use it when I'm creating. And I create a lot. So imagine if I'm writing my gazillion million of books that I still want to write, (laughs) I'm going to be smoking. So long story short, I just um, decided there's no reason to pick it up. I got cigars. They make up for the cigarettes every now and then, that tobacco flavor. What I'm trying to get at is I've never been an addict of it. Now, I shared with you one little funny story about the drinking a little bit of liquor. And when I had left, I didn't have my liquor. And I noticed that I craved for it. That's just another random example. Uh, but I noticed in my own physiology the craving. This is why I can use the word. And I found it humorous because around the same time, I found a video that talked about how alcohol works. And it explains why we would get a craving. And it also goes on to explain the whole addiction thing. So here's where, as the lovely yoga workshop lady, she's a Ayurveda practitioner. She's a somatic experiencing therapist, official, good, good, good at what she does. As she spelled out, she has a 12-step program, and she spells out to a person who says, what about coffee? And, you know, the person was basically insinuating that coffee's addictive. And the minute that she spoke, the yoga instructor lady, and I should call her, I don't remember her full name, but she is a official licensed person, all of it, okay, legit successful. I hope to take her course at some point. She helps therapists to be in this uh, course that she offers. And I'm not a therapist, but as a mentor, I still would like to add it to my toolkit. Um, But she says to the lady, remember, it's not the substance. It's your relationship to the substance. She also says, and remember, when it comes to disrupting dysfunctional patterns, the addictive behaviors that are maladaptive responses to unresolved trauma that equal, though, dysfunctional patterns. So your nervous system, that's why it's addictive, if you will. It's something that, and it's that wiring in your brain, but it's really because you're self-soothing. Your nervous system learned how to get into an ease state, even though it's a pretend ease state because it's controlled by the external, but still, it's going to be part of your mechanism, which is why. So as she says, it's not the substance, it's your relationship to the substance. So when you understand yourself as a human being, your ego self, you, you understand it is a mechanism. You don't do the little competition dance, meaning you're not here to say, I can do it, I don't have to. Those are all adaptive children that have something to prove to themselves. If you're learning about how to be your grown-up, you're like, okay, this is helpful information. And you'll immediately welcome, it's not the substance, it's your relationship to substance. The people whose noses twitch. That's because you would want that not to be the case. And those are adaptive children. And it's not a good or bad thing. There's an inner child that's a little bit pissier than the adaptive child. And that's because it's pissier, that's all. Because, again, this is the part. You can acknowledge the emotion of, my nose just twitched and I'm sharing with you information. It's the defectiveness, shame, heartbreak, gut wrench. It's the infant who feels very, very upset. And then it's the teenager who says, this is unfair. And the two together don't make a good combo because your adaptive child just twitched your nose at something that you can take ownership of and become the adult of yourself if you want. This is where, sorry, I had a, you guys heard me. You can't see me. (laughs) There was a little bug in my eye, but I, I blew it away from my eye. So anyways, long story short, The people who twitch their noses, we've got plenty of them. It's called adaptive children who have transference and we usually choose the right silence because we're not about to get into a debate with somebody who doesn't recognize that they just um, basically did a sigh of frustration and actually even contempt and irritation and a lot of other things to a human being who's telling them something that they can learn to do. And it's called transference. And a lot of people, even with the therapy, little certificates do it. And we're not going to go down that path of conversation today. But there's plenty of them that I've seen. I still see them. I just choose the right silence because I'm going to disengage from any childish behavior. That's for sure. We don't like to waste our breath on anyone that's about to insult us for no other reason except for they can't handle their one-year-old and their teenagers all over it being shitty to another human being because they're being shitty to themselves because they don't want to understand the basics of psychoeducation 101. So I actually don't even bother sharing with them any of that. I look to... I don't even look. This is... It gets so normal to just be in a state of love that when somebody pokes, you're like, oh, you're so cute. They don't like that, but they don't not not like it. So long story short, we see beyond a mile, a gazillion away, (laughs) that zero and teenager. And yeah, we don't play with those... Children, again, it's not a fun land. The people who have fun, back to us. So when you hear, it's not the substance, it's your relationship, you understand it intuitively in your body. If you're a love cycle sanctuary person. If you're not, then you're going to twitch your nose and it's okay. We all have groups. Uh, You can go to another group. IHP is not your community. It means you want to be the group that says, humanity sucks, suffering has to be, and you don't want to take the new psychoeducation, period. Or you want to take a side. You want to take the side of humans suck and life sucks. We don't. Life is beautiful. Humans don't suck. We're on a journey. It's called evolution. Expansion of consciousness. Get it straight, please. Thank you very much. And go be on the doomsday clock with other people who watch the same shit, sh- shitty shit stuff. Who are manifesting it as we speak. So you know what frustrates a pure consciousness person? Knowing that people talk about pure consciousness and law of attraction and their brain is full of shit. That's what gets us going because every time I think of how many there are, I'm like, dude, man, we need to get less of them. And then I'm like, shit, all the movies are made of that. And then there's Shiva and Krishna Vila. So let's get curious, shall we? Not of the ones who want to blame each other. They can go and be enamored with the false people that they get enamored with. Because they fall in love with their light. Okay, so let's get back to people who don't fall in love with lights, but they actually fall in love, first of all, with, okay, let me take care of myself. The people who are the real deal. So they take ownership. They take ownership, 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 and they do recognize, I can handle this, and I will handle it. And there's psychoeducators, and there's 12-step programs, and then there's people that are moderate And I'm not going to go around telling people not to drink because I can't drink anymore. And I'm not going to go telling people they can't smoke because I don't smoke anymore. And I'm not going to go be some person's pain in the ass, an exaggerated extreme. So relationship to the substance. The grown-ups don't have to actually sit in these spaces. The grown-ups get to softly speak about this. So the people who take ownership of their relationship with the substance and their, their emotional triggers, they're able to wield their mouth with confidence and present. Um, you know, I really, really like you, and I really, really want to build something. Uh, but throughout the years of my life, I've grabbed this habit. So let's say I was going down the path of the whole people with compulsive sex and drinking, but it can be just drinking and smoking or the drinking and the sex part, okay? So I have a habit of of every time, you know, doing this. And also in my yearly cycle, I have this habit of X, Y, Z, D, F, G. A person who knows their self. So if you have had the ability to shatter that ego and get out of Maya land you're now that person who has your cortex online so inside your body you're at ease you're curious about yourself you know how to use your thoughts you know how to use your mouth you know how to use your mind your emotions you're really really into wanting to be able to build this is because you've chosen to be your own safe haven secure base so you're only allowing yourself to be with people vulnerable like that where you know you are safe, so you know you can be yourself, and you know that no matter what flaws you may have, you're accepted. Okay, so a person in this space will easily speak of their shame story, and they will easily share, this is my relationship to the substance. Now, after a year of neuroplasticity and the dark sides, this is where what I was trying to get to, is it gets worse for people. If they keep on wielding their circle of karma and shame. But people who are taking ownership, they've hit kind of rock bottom, and that means they come up. And not kind of some people, they're hitting rock bottom. But some people are hitting a little bit more, there's different layers of rock bottom. But let's look at it as they've hit rock bottom, they're coming up. Okay, so... With that being said, no matter which one of those relationships that have become addictive to how they cope with stress, they know of him. They're ashamed, but then they know that they're on a journey, so they're going to present to you their journey and their emotional triggers, and they're going to share with you how they're a handful, perhaps. Okay, so I'm going to be a handful. Are you sure you want to take this on? Because I'm a handful. This is what a person who knows they have some shit to deal with but if they're committed to it time will show you this so somebody's saying I'm a handful it's not we're not scared of that come on over let's see how how much of a handful you really are as long as they're doing the steps of psychoeducation that's why or the the part about knowing that they want to get healthy okay so I love to smoke cigars I love to drink alcohol love to have good sex not the shitty kind at all In fact, usually it's going to be people who actually care for your well-being if you're a person who is safe haven, secure based. That means that your emotions and your thoughts and everything you do in life is their priority, not theirs, but they will want you to follow your priority. So meaning that your well-being and where you want to head is something they actually show you they want you to pursue. So that's what true love is, is we pursue supporting each other to be the best version And that's because we want to see ourselves in that beautiful Purusha Prakriti. Prakriti. And so here is the part. We do have lovely 5D scene in the Enlightenment Soul Age. Right now, those people who are mature, they're having a fun time with the 5D educators out there, and they're looking to the future with beautiful eyes. They know that humanity is not a shit show and they're ready to participate, and they want to participate. And some in a small way, some in a bigger way, it doesn't matter. So the people who have had a relationship with whatever substance it is that they are disengaging from as something that they live, they're looking to build with the people who they know can help to support them, and they are, again, a thriving team. And this is where whether it's a monogamous or polyamorous couple or just friends, it doesn't matter. We're, we're talking about the people who have been able to move into I choose myself and I choose humanity and we choose love. And that's why your body and your mind is your sanctuary and a community like this one is your sanctuary because you can talk about anything. We don't do prejudice. We vent? No. We share? Yes. Do we have Kali, Shiva and Krishna lila? Yes. We don't have anger in our bodies. We don't get into fight, flight. When people have emotional triggers, that's a different story. When people gaslight, they ghost us, they manipulate, we don't get angry. We know that that is fear. And we know that that's an adaptive child with an insecure attachment style, might I add, okay? So we leave it alone. We don't do the 4D talk of karmics or ending soul contracts or they're going to come in and out of your life. None of that happens. You expand your oversoul. Your loved ones stay within your oversoul. They do whatever they want. So, the story of working with truth in the mouth is that you say, Okay, hey, are you sure? Because I'm a handful. I'm a handful, and I have these habits one, two, three, four, five. Grown ups can actually easily say this. And here's where another grown up will say, Well, I'm up for the challenge. Are you up for my challenge? Because here's what I am. And you can go ahead and make fun of those lists as well. And so here's where, as we close on out, we'll use, um, I'll use me. So I'm a polysecure person. So that's one of those lists. I have a bunch of people I love. Are you really sure you want to share me? (laughs) And that's one of those first equations that usually people will say, well, what do you mean? And that gets interesting because it's like, well, it means what I just said. So no relationship hierarchy, and no, we are not, uh, don't give me a word, my name's Maria. So relationship anarchy, and uh, no labels, uh, as I just said, no no labels, solo poli. So you you do you, I do me, and if we manage to stick it through in time, we'll figure it out eventually. If we want, we can maybe talk about finances and domestic, but not really. we It's good to keep it separate. You should be free to go wherever you want to go, because that's how life is and there's no fear for a 5D person of them coming back or not, because people who like you come back, people who don't, they don't, that's it, straightforward, okay, so here's the handful, it's very much, okay, so what about the poly secure, good, yeah, okay, cool, then, then we're good to go, <laughs> finances, no, right now, I don't think that's ideal, right, well, it depends, so here is something, actually, I'm being funny and teasing, but If people want to come together on an adult way of finances, the smart thing to do is, if it's anybody new, you wait it out. And really, it is, if you feel, though, that it's the right thing for you, you want to do what you feel. I've always shared with people that talk about how people cheat each other of money. And I got asked this question once. I was asked if I had been swindled, I think is the right word, if I had been and it, it was for some time I had some money owed to me and it was a small amount though. So the example was, well, what if it had been $50 million and that person took it all and they, they owed it to you? Would you have been in any different of an emotional state? then you are saying to me now, would you have thought anything different? And I said, no, it doesn't matter what the amount it is. I would have accepted that that is something that I will have learned from and that I will be able to make that money again and I will have it again. It's okay. I would not have labeled anything different. Uh, And in fact, this is where those of us who, when you poke us, love comes out. That's the real deal. Nobody is evil. If somebody swindles and I've been taken... uh, I found that myself was stupid. I was stupid when I got cheated, the time I got cheated. As for other situations, I consciously made a choice. And that's why I would not and did not, in fact, judge or condemn, not at all. I'm also an entrepreneur, so I know that sometimes things can get out of hand. So when we say we don't cast stones, the adults, we really don't. I only cast stones as a kid because I was taught by the adults and once I realized that was my one and only in my entire 43 years of life the only time I gasped with shame of myself was when I realized I was casting stones and that's because pure consciousness knows we're all the same piece of consciousness and that is not right to do the other stuff I felt more like I can say the word guilt like when I've been a bit of a bossy person to my twin and that's true so it's not guilt but it's like okay that's not right so I've learned from my lovely twin sister how to be moderate in the way that I handle myself. And so that's their and my mother. So the two people that actually get the crap, quote unquote, are my two lovely... They, they grew up with me. I grew up with them. So there's my zero-year-old knew them. So here's what pure consciousness, anyone who knows themselves will know. If I was zero, it's normal that I'm going to take some time to get that memory... <laughs> unmemorized so there's that the tone it's a tone and it's uh something you work on with your loved ones you can't do it by yourself that's why we need mindful relationships and they give me plenty of room to practice plenty of it and i love it every time they you need to ask them one day we'll have them on an interview actually maybe sooner than later i'll say okay i want you to share truthfully with all my lovely listeners all the crappy shit about me that way they can hear how imperfect i am and they can hear also though how much you love me and how much we love each other and that it's okay. Family dynamics. The ones of us who are actually in a 5DC Enlightenment Soul Age group, we are pure consciousness and pure energy for a reason. We love, love, love all of our oversoul. And we do consider ourselves lucky. I will say this. I am very lucky. I don't know hell in my body. And it makes me very sad when I find out that people who do, they don't actually choose compassion because they think they deserve to be in a body that is hell and they don't know about the psychoeducation. So when somebody says, I'm a handful, we laugh because there's nobody that can be a handful for us since all of our lovely flaws and imperfections are always going to be a handful. We grow up if we want together and we have new beginnings and we get that disowned self to be owned, get to the root, and you get to rest in that body, and you get to be that integrity, and find your inner compass, and know that your inner compass, which is you, always from the place of the pure consciousness, knows that safe haven, secure bases, are the relationships that you want to build. When people are able to be their own guru, it's because they do know the doorway to their own self. And it's a person who has integrated brain and restorative embodied self. It's simply an optimized version of a human being. That's why we are that infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. And the community is a sanctuary for those who love humanity as a whole and knows evil does not exist. That word is for those who still believe in supernatural and religious stuff in a way that says that demons exist? No. When we look at evil, at most I got the scale of the dude, his name is Michael Stone, forensic psychiatrist, Columbia University, and all of what he speaks of are people who either did impulsive things and they got into the wrong crowd, or they have psychopathic traits, grandiosity, superficial charm, or they're actually diagnosed as psychopaths and they have maybe the Machiavellian and this uh, narcissism and psychopaths or the triune, whatever, but still, if they get a good therapist and if they get good help, they might at some point uh, become self-compassionate and then also compassionate towards all. First, we need to get through that shame Teflon brain because they have the defectiveness shame in their body. It's a defense mechanism from their zero-year-old, so stop talking about evil, anybody who still does, because there ain't no demon in the body of a poor infant. What they do have, though, is an attachment system like you do and I do, and it's in their brain. And there's a whole way the psychoeducators, the good ones, explain it, which is why if anybody doesn't believe in emotions or compassion, it's because they didn't learn anything yet. They're learning from the people who want to live in the Stone Age, and they think that we want to compete with each other. They don't know that the human evolution is optimized only by our brain which optimizes itself by actually reorganizing religious self. It reorganizes yourself into a new version. And if it's optimized, then you learn how to be selfless, timeless, effortless, less richness. And that is in a human brain, not in an extreme fanatic form, which is instead what happens to some people. So if you learn how to work with your compassion self, your insulates up, your temporal junction, excuse me, the amygdala first, then the temporal junction, and your prefrontal cortex, and that's why the wise adult is online, so Zen masters we are, and that's because we are loving each other every day more, human beings is who I'm talking about, in all life forms, we're going to create a more sustainable planet as we speak, we get that smart 5D educators, all of them on board, so you building good relationships is the example that we get to give to the future generations. You pick people that are in your life who support your own dreams and then they support you and they make fun of your quirks like the mystical stuff and they take you seriously though and you take them seriously when they say I'm a handful. I have this shit go down and you say don't worry. It'll be okay. We got, we got the science people over here. They can help us figure it out. What do you think you have? What are you afraid of? What, what's the deal? Serious talk. So again, no matter whether it's uh, alcohol, drugs, or sex, a person who can talk about their shame story, anger management. Uh, I have people that I've talked to about their anger. They don't have a partner who supports therapy, and so they don't talk about that. I think I made a dent. This I'm thinking of one of my friends, but I don't know. I haven't seen them in a while. And also, though, as you get older, because those uh, chemistries in our body change, that does make things mild out, go mild, but that's obviously something. For another topic, we're running out of time in this one. Maybe I'll do one for the anger management one and use my lovely friend as an example that would be beneficial for those who want to take steps in favor of yourself. And what I mean is the, my friend doesn't have shame. They actually really care about their loved ones. Um, they do not want to be reactive. But what I'm saying is they don't have it in them to think of psychotherapy. They think it's normal. They think their behavior is normal because people around them, and again, even their partner, they just say, oh, well, it's, and, and that's where partnerships are meant for people that want to do journeys together so not everybody wants to go down and become some type of list of of things which is why don't go around telling people what to do with their partnerships please this is where that's so unnecessary and uncalled for when people out there in a narcissistic relationship shut your fucking mouth and leave them alone if they actually come to you and ask you for advice then go but if you're judging people based on the outside and on your knowledge that's not a no that's uncalled for that's unnecessary. And there are people that learn from free, good sources that are good for themselves. And they apply the word toxic to other people and other family dynamics. Mind your own business. And if you really think somebody needs someone, and you know, actually, on a side note, this is what I don't like when I go to the US. People are in people's business in a way that is completely unnecessary. And it's almost clinical. It's like, what are you hospital people all over the place? everybody seems to know everything about everyone and it's so different in Italy and I'm going to talk about the south not the north because the north they're cold and there's a whole different culture and you know what I should disengage because I have a very specific not positive experience with the northerners who shit on the southerners all the time in a way that is obnoxiously beautifully annoying so letting that one down for a minute And leaving them out of it, the Neapolitans, the Southern Italians, the people that are from countryside, they are in people's business. And it's not always healthy, no. But it's not the same as when I'm in America, seeing people actually butt their nose in other people's business and clinically actually do things. So on both ends of the scale, we got people who are not actually caring about the people that are behind the scenes. Because if you cared, you wouldn't shame, you wouldn't blame, you wouldn't fault, you wouldn't revenge, you wouldn't point the finger like a little kid. What you would do is actually enlighten. Enlightening is different than than getting in people's business and they still won't like it necessarily but enlightening would be presenting a conversation like I did with my friend and it was in the most genuine way and the most not judgmental and they said huh and that's it they don't have somebody who's looking into other things with them but that huh might help their relationship I don't know again to be continued, but in the meantime, share love, compassion, understanding, and butt out of people's business, please. If you need to call someone, then it must be the law, of course, um, but other than that, opinions, I mean, their opinions. We share them with each other, with our community, in conversations. We have heated, passionate debates about it, but opinions remain, again, opinions, and this is where the individuals who are in modulated embodied experiences, they actually think they can go around telling other people how to do things, which is why I was comparing different spaces, although they can all do it. So let's keep our opinions within our community. But if we're actually trying to make a difference in any person's life in general, I mean, this is again, only if you're A Zen master. If you're a Zen master, it means you'll notice this and you'll know the difference because that's what a spirituality process is. You actually know how to use your mouth in the right way. As the Buddhist psychologists speak, right silence is because you know if it's not going to contribute to the situation, I'm not going to speak it. The other part is though, we're masters of our own selves and we genuinely only have love coming out, which is why we don't have this prejudice. We have compassion and understanding. This is what is different and a person who is actually smart, will always see this. The ones who think we should shame and blame and fault, these are the same people. They don't use the awareness. They don't think that their opinions should be kept shut. They think they should go around telling other people to live the life that they think they should live. So again, putting to the side, any person, their relationship, their business. I mean, if there's one place that we're gonna impact it, it's when we're going to vote. When people talk to each other and use their mouths, share your opinions with people that are like-minded. And if you know you're in a room with those who are not like-minded, be careful to be compassionate or at least use a tone of respect. Because indifferently from where our own positions stand, equanimity is the land of the wise. And if you're a Zen master, you know how to use it. If you're not, then you don't know how to use it. Which is where, even if I explain this, it a million times over, I already know. The ones who get it, get it. The ones who don't, don't, and they won't. The difference will be those of us who get it, we know who we're talking to. So it's either going to be another Zen Master or it's going to be somebody in not the Zen Master land of their own. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Allow yourselves to support each other and in a way that enlightens and expands. So when you meet those who don't keep their mouth shut, it doesn't matter because they want the floor. Let them have the floor. You're going to be busy with more important things. And if there's an opportunity to enlighten, enlightening is, again, through a conversation that is humble, respectful, easygoing. We get passionate with our community. So that's a different story right here. We can get compassionate and passionate, excuse me, with a conversation. If we have love, people, it's actually one that is only using curiosity. If we don't have curiosity, then we don't have Zen masters. We have children in the presence of us. And that's the minute you disengage because now what you have is a person who's pissed and who's projecting their own pissiness. And they're going to ruin the fun for everyone. Because while we're exploring a conversation with opinions, they're in prejudice, opinions, and casting stones all over the place. And in the meantime, you're like, what? I thought there was a conversation. What are you doing? Now they want the floor. And because none of the group agrees with them. So see, this is why I try to spell out. If you believe in evil, this is not your group. If you believe humanity sucks, this is not your group. If you do not love all humanity and understand that psychoeducation is important and that it shares people how to handle their triggers versus have them shame themselves to death, this is, again, not your group if you don't know compassion beyond a reason. This is a sanctuary only for those who love humanity and know we are always evolving and expanding consciousness. Nobody's their greatest mistake. Please leave if this is not your group. Don't waste your time here. You've got plenty of people that are smart out there leading however they want their mouth to help you do whatever you want to do. Here, I want people who want to build relationships and help people that actually do have the awareness of their ego not being a bad piece of shit and that they're a person and that they deserve to know how it is to get that aspect handled and they can only do this with people who are compassionate beyond a reason not all people want to go to therapy because they don't need the therapist because the movies make it look like their lifestyle is fine and the people who go around yelling at them aren't going to help again all opinions you use them with your group so you can have enlightening conversations if you recognize that you got a person or group who's not happy you turn around and go away and stop Unless you find a way to speak the language that enlightens the conversation and keeps it moving into a direction that can help all the people involved. So we don't pretend to want to help. We actually want to help and this means we know how to transcend our own shit. Which is why we'll know when we're in a space that is not equanimous and we will look to bring equanimity and continue to respect the people that are around us Because the minute that you look down or up is the minute that another nervous system will know that. So the minute that there are areas where you would be a person and that's where Zen Master is not here ever, that's the one reason why people who have a degree of shame that they're not able to dissolve, they get pissy with us. It's because they recognize we don't shame and we will never shame. And the minute they figure this one out is the minute they know they can't get under our skin, quote unquote. They don't figure out mentally. They figure it out physically. This sends the zero-year-old into complete devastation because their teenager is pissed as fuck and is not able to spite the human being, which again, this is all unconscious and there's not a specific example for me to give to you. I just can tell you that we will notice the energy... And it won't be something beautiful. It will be something very sad and heartbreaking and painful and not angering. There's no anger for the love cycle people. There's only wow. And then when people actually make it their mission to hurt our feelings, quote unquote, again, not on purpose, this is all unconscious. And if it's conscious, well, they have a shame story and a guilt story to share then. And that's one that I would love to hear, but I have yet to hear of them, except for in documentaries. Of course, I have in documentaries. So long story short, be supportive to each other. We don't know what people have been through in their childhood, so leave them alone. And the ones who don't want to leave them alone, just don't bother with them. Just use your time with people who love. If anybody doesn't love people, please, again, thank you for your time. Don't come back. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll be back with more. As for Leo season, the energies are still beautifully about. So use that roar of love. Use the roar of compassion, curiosity and create empowering, enlightening conversations with your loved ones. Know that there are good psychoeducators out there. If you need a list of anyone, I have plenty of lists that can support you. And I'm sure there are ways we can look to support each other if needed. I'm always in favor of creating groups and free time especially if somebody's serious. Again, it's only if you love all of human beings. You know evil doesn't exist. Otherwise, don't waste my time because I'm not about to use my time with people who believe the devil still exists. There's no devil that's been written in books. I'm a mystic. I can clearly share with you stories. There is none of that thing. It exists in the collective consciousness for the 4D plane that wants to keep on using their mind in ways that they want to. We don't need to use our brain and we don't even come near it because we know it doesn't exist. So when we pick up low energy, what we're picking up is a poor human being who has a shame defectiveness button and who can be supported by good somatic, sensory motor and trauma experts. So we're not going to shoo them away, be afraid of them or whatever it is. No, in fact, we know how to respectfully, again, converse and or create a conversation. So looking forward to hearing from you. Again, if you need anything, let me know. Have a great day.